Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Revelations 12:11, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the words of their testimony this morning we want to overcome the devil by the words of our testimonies we have amazing testimonies on divine escape and divine provision with Jesus joy I want us to welcome Larry to bring us his testimony Introduce yourself to the church. Okay, I'm Richmond Larry Clifford. I'm from the Prayer Bar Center in the Lisa Center. Larry, please, they can't hear you, so reintroduce yourself. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm Richmond Larry Clifford. I'm from the Prayer Bar Center in the Lisa Center. Larry, please tell us about your testimony. My testimony is about how I receive miracle money through the prayers <laughs> through the prayers of our mommy yes joy i don't think you heard him right he says his testimony is about how he received miracle money through the prayers of es joy Felipe food oh i think you can keep doing better okay larry so tell us how it happened okay so a few sundays ago when mommy said we should take our usual one CD. And then, <laughs> and like she was saying prayers over it, and I've heard testimonies about how people receive miracle money through such prayers. But then usually I don't, even though I say amen and all that, but I don't really look forward to it because like, you know, uh, I'm a salaried worker who I feel like I'm okay. So <laughs> <laughs> you'll be there you know so usually after that I don't really look forward to anything and like it's like my mobile money is not uh, an account that usually people send money into like I don't really you do the sending usually yeah, people yeah. Just, you don't receive. <laughs> I'll be there you know but then I was like no like as for this year I won't just be living by, on my salary like I will start living by faith as well so like when mommy was saying the prayers and she got to the point where he said like you receive 500 cities and I was like yeah God I like this one <laughs> yeah so I tapped I tapped into that one and then like later on during the week on Thursday like I was just chatting with this friend and then I was like hey this favorite year I'm tired so because like I gave all of my January income away right to do some projects at my dad's church. So yeah, 
So I was like, hey, this February, I'm tired. <laughs> and then after they texting, right, then like the person just sent me, like I got an alert. And when I checked, it was that person sending me 500 cities. Larry, I don't think, I don't think the church heard you right. You said on Sunday when mommy was collecting, I mean, mommy said we should take the usual one city. Yeah. Yeah. You took the usual ones and she was praying and she mentioned 500 CDs. Yeah, and I was like, and I wanted that you one. Want yeah. that one. Yeah. Then on Thursday, the very same week, I got you 500. received 500 CDs. Yeah. Oh, are you sitting down there like that? The louder your applause, the sooner your testimony is coming. Receive over money wherever you are in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Larry, what do you want to tell the church? So I just want to tell the church that these prayers really work if only you believe, like you also be a partaker. It's not just for some special people. Amen. Well, put it up for, give it up for Larry one more time. Oh, I can feel your excitement. The louder your applause, the sooner your testimony is coming. Amen. Let's welcome Sessinam to bring us her testimony. Hi, Setsuna. Hi, everyone. Introduce yourself. <laughs> I'm Setsunam and I'm a flower. <laughs> and I'm also from the Tech Credit Center. Wow. Setsunam, tell us about your testimony. So, my testimony is about how the prayers of Bishop Dad during communion saved my mom. Wow. How did it happen, Setsunam? So, on Vows Day, just before the dinner, just before the dinner, I had a call from my mom. I was living with um, Chelsea. I had a call from my mom, and then she was telling me how God had saved her earlier that afternoon. So she said she had closed from work, and she decided to pass through town to do some shopping for the house. And she had parked on the side of the road. And then, so after shopping, she just came to sit in the car, and something, a voice, which she believed was the voice of the Holy Spirit, told her not to waste any time in moving. She didn't really, but she was like, okay, let me just go. And from where she had parked, she has to make a U-turn to face the direction of the house. So she said, just before she made the U-turn, she saw this Kia truck coming on top speed, and the Kia truck was loaded with um, bags of water. And was coming on top speed, so she kept asking herself, which driver would be on top speed when he's almost at a junction? And just when she made the U-turn, in less than a minute, the Kia truck, she heard a loud bump behind her. And when she looked in the driving mirror, it was the Kia truck that had bumped. I mean, like just, I don't know. Like if she just waited a second or something, it would have been her. So she was like... If, it wasn't like she had moved farther away to say, oh, it happened like 30 minutes ago. She had just moved, made a short, just a short interval. Wow. And wow. then the Kia truck had, then she didn't even think about getting out of her car to see what had happened. She just yes. sped off and went. <laughs> and wow. at that moment, she 
sister, she remembered I'd lost my brother-in-law during the Christmas back, so our Christmas was Black Christmas. So at that moment, she just remembered my brother-in-law, but he also died through an accident on the motorway. So she was like, she's very grateful to God because it could have been her. She could have just, could have just called us and say. So I was like, this one, what she was saying, I was just like, it's divine escape because it can't be anything else. Oh, receive divine escape for your family members. Every member of your household is surviving in Jesus' name. You shall not hear any bad news of any accident in Jesus' name. So, Cecina, what do you want to tell the church? I want to tell the church that we should believe in the prayers of Bishop Doug and the power of the communion. Because on that particular Sunday before the vows day, Bishop prayed. And at that moment, he was saying that he's praying over us for divine escape. And any accidents that will happen will not be involved and that prayer that moment i was sitting somewhere here and i just took it and i took it on behalf of my family i didn't know that we will go all the way to tema to save my mom so i just want us to believe the prayers of bishop that and the power of the put your hands together for session your prayers are going all the way to your home to save your family members amen let's welcome Roland to bring us our last testimony. Roland Doku. Please put your hands together for him even as he comes. Hi Roland. Hi. Hi Church. My name is Roland Doku. From the Gospel, Greater Love Gospel Choir. And I'm from BTC Church and also a Bacenta leader. My well, testimony is about how God miraculously provided for me during last semester in examination prayer time. And during this time, our pastor wasn't around, so it was a guest speaker who came around to preach. Yeah, so when he came around to preach, what was that? I have my only last money on me. My last money on me. So when this preacher came around, he preached powerfully and at the end of the service, he said he mentioned the amount of money to give, and that was what was on me. So I believed that, oh, Charlie, this is what I have, so let me go and give it to him. And when I went and dropped this money, I was coming back, and this person said that, receive a miracle man. I didn't hear it, but somebody has to tell me that, ah, he's talking to you. So I said, hey, I receive it. So when I sit down instantly, there was a message on my phone. Okay, so instantly there was a message on my phone that send me your Momo number. So after that, I was able to receive a number of money to that same week. So, Roland, apart from the money you received instantly when Pastor Sean was praying, you also received series of money. That same week. That same, that same week. week. Oh, are you sitting down there like that? Receive a number of alerts on your Momo in Jesus' name. So Roland, what do you want to tell the church? What I would like to tell the church is that when you read Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15, he said, Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15, he said, I will give you pastors according to my heart. So whatever I would like to tell the church is that wherever leader has been set over you, it was appointed by God. So we need to believe in them also. Whatever they say to us, and we will also be blessed. Amen. Amen. This week we are receiving a series of alerts on your phone. In Jesus' name. Oh, the louder your applause, the sooner your testimony is coming. Amen.
Hallelujah. Your hand clap is too weak. Put your hands together for Jesus. I want you to turn to your neighbor on your left and on your right and say you are welcome to the Word Encounter service. Where you shall be blessed. Hallelujah. Yeah. Bible says in Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20, it says that my son attend to my words and incline your ears to my sayings. Isn't it? And verse 22, it says that for they shall be life to you. Hallelujah. Amen. So the prophets God has given to us, the words she's about to speak to you, tell your neighbor, it shall bring you life. I want you to believe that the word you are going to hear it shall bring you life life practical life to your body and it shall bring you healing to your flesh hallelujah so tell anybody it doesn't matter your broken heart this morning the words you're about to hear shall bring you healing to your broken hearted hallelujah it doesn't matter your broken pockets the words you're about to hear shall bring you encouragement I want you to start to your feet and let's put our hands together for the prophet, Episcopal sister, Philippine Joy Bruce, put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for Jesus. I said put your hands together for Jesus and don't let me shout. Hey. Hallelujah. You want to bow down your head this afternoon and pray? Sound, do something about this sound. It's not nice. And I'm shouting. Just thank the Lord for a day like today. Thank the Lord that you are in church. Some people have woken up in the hospital. But you are here. It's only by the grace of God we are no better than them. Some people are where they didn't expect to find themselves. Thank God that you can come to church. Father, we thank you for this afternoon. We give you praise. Thank you that we can come before you with the word. Thank you, Lord, that as we speak, your presence will be with us. I ask, Lord, that as your word comes, let it find soft hearts that can receive. And may we be changed in a moment. May we look like you and be like you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Amen. Well, I noticed that time is far spent. Tell your neighbor, but you didn't come early. But is it not true? Yeah. So you can't come and complain at this point in time that when you come to the church, they take a lot of time. Well... Yeah, we are going to preach. We came because of the word. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I want you to put your hands together for the cast of Peter Lover. They gave us a wonderful, a very nice production. Amen. The Lord filled our house. Ask our neighbor, were you there? You as a church member, were you there? Because me, I saw a lot of people I didn't know. And I was looking for some of you. You too, when you are doing your something, they won't come. Ah, but it's true. The Lord gave us a very nice night, but it wasn't because of you. It was in spite of you. Eh, 
this true? Because me, I was looking around. I said, hey, all these people, I don't know them. I don't know them. Eh? Ask your neighbor again. Were you there? Eh, what are they saying? The excuses that you are giving, that's the excuse we we'll also give you. Mm. That's, that's why you're kissing us. You see, this generation, eh? You are very some way. You have sown a seed. I said the seed you have sown, you reap it. You said somebody has cursed you. Don't bring yourself. Eh. It's a universal law. What you sow, you reap. Eh. It's not, why should anybody curse you in church? Come on, be real. But when you have done something, you don't want to bear the responsibility for it. And you say, anyway, I'm happy to say that we are doing a very short, very quick, but very, very, very important series that will take us to the end of this month. And it's about something. It's about something. It's about something. In this church, we talk a lot about the work of God because we believe that we must work for God. And we also believe the scriptures which say that when you work for God, he looks after you. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. It's a scripture and it's not the only one. In Matthew 6, 33, he says what? Seek first the kingdom and all else will be added. So what else do you need? All else is added. Are you there? What we have done, if I let's go a little further back, take me to verse 31, Matthew 6, 31. Therefore, take no thought saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or wherewithal shall we be clothed? Verse 32. For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. The word Gentile means people who are not Christian, those who are not born again. For your heavenly father knows that you have need of these things. Then it says in verse 33, but seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added. And we are struggling in this generation because what he said we shouldn't worry about is what we are worrying about. He said don't worry about what you eat. Don't worry about what you wear. Don't worry about what you do. They say that that is what has occupied the minds of those who don't believe in God. And here you are, child of God, and that is what is occupying your mind. And like an unbeliever, we walk around trying to do it ourselves. And that is why there is as much death inside the church as people who are not in the church. And there's as much sickness in the church as people who are not in the church. Because we have reduced ourselves to live according to to the system of the world. Well, I came to inform you that the Bible says that the Satan is in control. He is the prince of the power of the air. The system that has created, he created it. And you, child of God, instead of rising to live according to what God says, you have brought yourself down to live according to what the enemy says. And that is why we see that there's little difference. The harassment and the torture and the problems in the church in the world. So it is. But it is not that God didn't provide for you. You decided to go on your own. Uh-huh. His provision was that you do my things first. Seek first the kingdom of God. Are you there? And his righteousness. And all else will be added. The kingdom of God is a very, very, very precious thing. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Yeah. As for the provision of God, he has provided for us. But he has provided for us not as the world provides. But how he is providing. 
And so when you leave it and you go and do your own thing, then you will discover what people in the world are discovering. Because you brought yourself under. I'm looking for some scripture and the scripture is dodging. Yeah, you reveal thyself in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, I was, you know, he has provided for us. He has provided. In so many ways. Someone. It wasn't in my notes, but I'm going there. Someone. Someone. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Verse 2. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. The law of the Lord is the same as the word of God. He shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. It's not that he has not provided. He said, if you do one, two, three, four, five, six will happen. But instead, the thing he said we shouldn't do, that's what we do. That's what we, many of you, the people whose advice you listen to, go back to verse 1. Today they are came for you. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Your best friend is an ungodly person. And when they advise you, you take it. Some of us, our family members are ungodly people. And they give us ungodly advice and we take it. Then it says, nor standeth in the way of sinners. The sinners have the things they are doing. I am always amazed when things happen on campus and it affects church. I, they were just whispering to me. They said some party be at Indies, something, something, something. I, 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 I don't see why it should concern you or affect your attendance. Mm. So this morning, those who go and they call people and gather people, it's like they were struggling. Because Charlie, people have gone to jam. That's the way of the sinner. It goes on to say, don't sit in the seat of the scornful. The scornful, you know, you have some friends, when they see you, they say, oh, so. <laughs> so. You know, as they are saying it, you know that they are laughing at you. You can feel it and you can see it. Sometimes as you are passing, they'll say, Bishop Nekono. And you know that it's not that they are saying they admire what you are. They're scornful. And instead of you to cut them, they cut off. They are not your people. You have entertained them. So you have already walked in the counsel of the ungodly. You have stood in the way of sinners. You have sat in the seat of the scornful. And now you are like a dry tree. Standing there. Leaves withered. Nothing happening. Tired. Hungry. Broke sick and well then you stand there and accuse the living God I came to tell you today God is speaking to you he says that your words are stout against him but he has provided for you it is you who like a child with no father you have gone your way you have gone your way you have gone your way meaning this preaching that they are preaching and this open to open to I don't like it 
You don't like what? Say so, hey, a word of the ungodly now open. Yeah. Allow me. They are doing Peter Laban in your church. You won't come. But you will go to in this party. Uh-uh. Let me tell you something. The room was full without you. Yeah. Who lost? You. Yeah. But when Indies is doing a jam, you can go. There are some of you, you are trusting already. You are preparing for report all week. As for this year, me and you, I will send a demon to you. It will cut off your leg. You like go. How? Hey, pastor, what are you saying? I said, if you like go, the things that will follow you after you have gone, it's your pastor who send them. So that I will not waste my time praying for foolish people who after you finish praying for them, then they go and collect the demons and bring themselves. What do you mean? Maybe you, your prayers, God does not answer them. But me, when I pray, I get tired. So after I finish praying, when I see people doing nonsense, one day, I traveled. You see, I'm a gun. We guns, our weak point is that we quarrel. Hey, if you want to know people who can quarrel when there's something and quarrel when there's nothing, it's us. So when I got married to a gun, I said, Charlie, if we joke, the demon called quarrelsomeness will come to the house. So me, I've prayed my house clear. We don't quarrel here. We don't insult people here. I've had sons. They know you don't quarrel here. Then one day I traveled. When I came back, two of my nice young ladies in the house, they had quarreled my They had almost fought. I said, hey. As I finished praying to clear the air, I said, your fast, it has started now. It will end when I remember you. Start fasting. I'm dead praying Lord take care of the children some of them are struggling they don't have this watch over them provide for them then you are going to get up and go and walk in the seat of the sinners father meet them I will send a whirlwind into your life you now we are trying to let you get better then you are going to look for sickness for yourself what's wrong with you hmm are you there? Hey. Oh, yes. You are making us get tired. And we are getting tired because you are drying up. And you are drying up because you have done the opposite of what God said. Prosperity is to be a tree that never loses its leaves. Prosperity is to be a tree that bears its fruit in season. That's prosperity. You are just there. The supply is constant. Now, who pay where? Who pay then? And this God who is providing for you, He has a lot of things to say. And one of the things that He's saying is that, work for me. Let me be the reason why you exist, and see whether I will not sort you out. Then you are waking up and following the children of the world. Who said that? Let me do it myself. Let me go and do this. Let me go. You see, the thieves in the church, they are like the outside. You would have thought there's no chief thief here, but if you like, test it and see. Put your mobile phone there and see. 
that's why the church we have to have security men here and there are some sitting on your own you don't know that they are security if you like take the thing and when we find you we will deal with you hey the bible says a worker is worth his wages the wages of a thief we will give it to you Ah hey are you there and so the lord has placed it there for us to do certain things and as we do them he prospers us it is not theory that i'm sharing with you it is what i have seen it before today in my generation the jury is out yes when i say the jury is out we have been christians for more than a generation already do you understand yeah tomorrow my husband is 59 years old yeah i'm 58 so if you take 30 away from 59 that's what 29 he was a christian before 29 so a whole generation has come to pass and we have seen it those of us who have lived seeking his kingdom when we put ourselves here and we put our classmates and we put our relatives and the people we know who are here who chose to go the other way the jury is clear it's clear the results are clear so I don't know why you want to go and experience it yourself and say, oh, you let me try and see. Maybe I can use the rules of the world to work for me. Are you in the church? I'm talking to you today. Hallelujah. And that is why I'm starting this series. And even though it has, uh, 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 it has its title, but what is ringing in my spirit is every member a shepherd every member a shepherd every member a shepherd and so i'm going to explain to you who a shepherd is because i am confessing it over my church that every member of the church will be a shepherd every member every member every member a shepherd hmm. first of all let me tell you that there are only two kinds of human beings in the church shepherd and sheep and if you don't like the word sheep don't quarrel with me find jesus and fight with him because he called us sheep after you finish fighting with jesus look for the psalmist david fight with him the lord is my shepherd if you have a shepherd you are a sheep i shall not want oh he does what he leaded me Besides the green pastures. If you are not a sheep, I don't know what you are doing by the Lord's green pastures. <laughs> said, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I, in the house of the Lord. And I will say, when your sheep, I don't know what's following you but me, I am a sheep that's why goodness and mercy are following me I am following my shepherd and as I follow him he's leading me to green pastures so I beg you this fight, you cannot win it oh yes, it's good tell your neighbor, I'm a big sheep 
here. Even as we sit in this church and we are all here, some of you should be sheep. But you are dear. <laughs> the characteristic of a deer. What's the characteristic? When you ah, some people are looking at me, they don't know what a deer is. Please, what's the tree name for deer? There's a festival, the Boachery Festival. That's a deer. Uh-huh. When you see the human being coming, then you run. Turn to your neighbor and say, I hope you are not one of those that today when they were coming, you ran. Because that's a sign of a deer. Then there are also some members. Slight improvement over the deer. You are a goat. Hey! The Bible says that they are goat and they are sheep. Yeah. The goats are slightly better than the deer. At least when you see human beings coming, you don't flee. But you are also stubborn. Hey, and there are some of you in this house, your stubbornness is like a curse. I tell you, we have preached to you uh, year after year after year after year after year. We have preached, uh, nothing has changed in your life. The same way, whoa, you are sleeping bed to bed. The same way, you won't marry. The same way, you won't pray. The same way, meanwhile, meanwhile, you are a Christian, oh. Meanwhile, you are about tongues, sir. You are boring, sir. But it's like what you are supposed to do, you won't do. Until today, you have been in the church eight years. Quiet time, you won't do. Up till today. Up till today. May every good spirit leave you. In Jesus' name. Because we are sheep. Amen. Now, are you here? But you see, even as we are sheep, we are also shepherds. A shepherd is somebody who looks after sheep. And there's a scripture I want to read for you. Do you like the scriptures? Matthew chapter 9 and verse 36. But when he saw the multitudes... He was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Sheep that have no shepherd, they scatter. A a shepherd is somebody who looks after the sheep. And you see, every label that you can find in the church, so a bishop or pastor or shepherd is the same thing, the same job at a different level. The Bible does not say the sheep were scattered because there was no prophet. He doesn't say the sheep were scattered because there was no evangelist. He doesn't say the sheep were scattered because there was no deacon. He says the sheep were scattered because there was no shepherd. As you are sitting here in the house today, there is somebody out there who is not here because you should have been the person to shepherd that person in. When the person woke up, the person said that. The person said, I don't feel like coming. And you should have been the person. So I've gone to knock on the door and said that, oh, come along, we're going to work. It'll be all right. Yeah, I agree with you. We're all tired, but church day we are going. Yeah, church day we are going. Yeah. You should have been the one to tell the person that we don't follow feelings to go to church. 
Because I keep seeing people say, I didn't feel like coming to church. Let me explain something to you. There are things in this life, eh? There are good things in this life. The things that are good for you. We don't wait for feelings. If you are waiting for feelings to brush your teeth, by this time, all will be rotten. Hmm. You are waiting for feelings. You are not well. You are waiting for feeling like taking your medicine. That's why the people who say, I don't like medicine, you are a strange breed to me. You don't like medicine. And yet, let's say you like sickness. We don't wait. Who has ever felt like taking medicine before? You wait until you have a feeling. Medicine, medicine, feelings. It's medicine time, yeah. Bring the medicine here. Do you wait for feeling to take medicine? You just take the medicine. There are many things like that. Church is one of them. We don't wait to feel like church. I'm not standing here preaching to you because I feel like, hey, this is my third sermon today. If I start counting, Last week, I was preaching. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Then I came. Sunday. Then I was in the house. I went home. This week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, morning to evening. I was coming to just relax and enjoy play. I didn't have to do preaching inside. Saturday, I was preaching. When you were sleeping. Sunday, I arrived here for presents. I preached. I didn't even finish the service. But I preached. I just went, I went somewhere. I preached. I came back. I'm simply, you think it's feelings? If I follow my feelings, eh? Right now, there's only one feeling. I'm feeling hot. That's the only feeling. That's the only feeling. If I was following feelings, my back aches. Yeah, when it aches like that, I feel like walking in my bare feet. Yeah. Are you there? You want to follow feelings? Okay, it's also one o'clock. I'm feeling hungry. Yeah. Ah, since you said we are following feelings, do you understand why I say it's not feelings? So you don't even think about it. It's just something that you do. You wake up on Sunday. I have only one day to just go and say thank you to the Lord. And I just, I just go. Amen. And somebody needs a shepherd to tell them that. And that is why I'm saying it. Me, I am launching it in the church. What? Every member. A shepherd. You are somebody's shepherd from today. You are somebody's shepherd. You must find that person. Hey. Why are you saying? Okay, okay, let's go to scripture. You know, there are some arguments we will not have. Let's go to the scriptures. I want to take you first to Ephesians chapter 4. And I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation Bible where the English is straight, straight English. You understand when I say straight? You can't misunderstand it. Because uh-huh. some of you, the gift of misunderstanding is too strong. <laughs> Ephesians 4. I'm reading from verse 11. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers... Are you seeing it? Jesus was giving you gifts. He didn't bring you birthday cake. He brought you a human being. And that human being, he had given certain gifts. So the apostles. Are you seeing it? Prophets, evangelists, pastors. Now look at why he gave them. 
Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church. The body of Christ. That's my job. To build you up to do the work of God. And that's what I'm doing as I'm speaking to you and telling you that you're going to be a shepherd. So you might have come here with a need and honestly, who does not have a need? Please, we don't follow feelings. We also don't follow needs. So. Hey, if it was need, <laughs> if we're following need, some people, they need to pass their exams. Would you have been here? Hey, this time, Charlie, we're here with group studies in our past. Yeah, we don't follow need. Are you here? Yeah. But our job is to tell you, listen, it's not according to your needs. When you come in with those needs, do the work of God. He is sorting you out. He's sorting you out. Are you understanding me? He's sorting you out. Amen. So that is why he gave the apostles. That's why he gave the prophets. Not for us to tell you the color of your panties. to show you how to work to build the church and that's what we are doing here we are building the church that's why there's a first service i don't allow them to move any chair i said leave the chair there so that we can see that we are going to work until they are full and i can say the same thing here we're going to work until they are full oh you don't understand what i'm saying a few weeks ago we were full. And everybody was like, hey, we are full. <laughs> it's good. So I said, no, no, it's a bad spirit. Because they are still sheep looking. We are doing another service. Some people will move there. When they move, then there will be space. Then you see that you haven't worked. Uh-huh. Because it gives you a feeling that everything is okay. It's not okay. There are people there who have to come in. Now we have created the space. Yeah. We can see it. We are going to find the people and people who need to be shepherded. And brought into the house. Are you there? And that is my job. To do, to teach you how to work. And build up the church. Amen. When we fill it again, we will start another service at 4 o'clock. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, you don't get what I'm trying to say. No, I'm very serious. Though. Because our first service, when we started, we were about 100. We are now 325. So let's keep growing. When they fill it, and this one is getting, we will start another one. And it will be empty again. Then we will work again. Then we will fill it again. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor. <laughs> Say, neighbor, are you sure you are in the right church? Are you glad to be here? Because many of us want to be in a place where you will be just pampered and just told that, receive, receive, I receive it, I receive it. And then you are going straight to hell. What's the use? What is the use? What's the use? And you see, when a man of God speaks, God will do it. So you actually think that's okay, it's okay. But when you enter his word, you see that it's not okay at all. And that's why every member, a shepherd. Every member, a shepherd. So that no matter how you are, when you appear before Jesus as you must, at least... During the time when you are around here, you can say that, Lord, 
I brought this one to church. This one was, the strength was fainting because of me. The person is now strong. This other one, he was going astray. I went and brought him back. And this one, he was in the kingdom of Satan and I saved him. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because that day, it will come. Surely, tell your neighbor, kole, kole, dole, dole. It will come. <laughs> Amen. So I'm just going to give you one point today and we'll continue next week. Why am I saying that? Why am I saying that every member, every Christian will be a shepherd? Why? Why am I saying that? Because it is a normal stage of development for any Christian. It's normal. When the baby is delivered, he will come and drink milk. They say for one year, he will start to eat food, start to crawl, start to walk. He will stop using pampas. He will be able to say, please, I want to go to the toilet. The child will grow, go to school. It's a natural stage of development. And when the time comes when a child should have been walking and the child is not walking, the parents are so disturbed. When the time comes, the child should be talking, the child is not talking. The parents are so disturbed. When the time comes, by this time, the child should have stopped pooping on himself. And he's not. The parents are worried. They'll take the child, hospital and back, hospital and back. But Christians, they don't mind. When the time comes, when you should have been teaching others, you're like somebody, constant diarrhea, you don't mind. You are 10 years old, they're still carrying you, you don't mind. You are there, you are still crawling, you don't mind. They're still giving you baby food. You've been a Christian 9 years, 10 years. We are still happy to feed you. We still have to pamper you. We still have to knock on the door. We still have to beg you to check up to church. And you think it's okay? It's not okay. It's not okay. In the same way as it is not okay for a 10 year old, we are still carrying you on the back. It's not okay. Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 12. Ah, Charlie, my, my projectionists are anointed. <laughs> for when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again which be the first principles of the oracles of God. And I become such as have need of milk and not strong meat. The Bible says in the life of a Christian, a time comes you should be teaching somebody. Somebody. Anybody. But pastor, the pulpit is only one. Did you see pulpit in the sentence? I said, did you ask me serious? Did you see pulpit? Say, so if you are a normal Christian, if you are a healthy Christian, if you are a Christian whose Christian life is well, a time comes when you should be teaching somebody else. If you are normal. If you are normal, a time comes. You go to visit your friend. And the friend says, I'm not well. My head is paining me. And he said, let me open the scripture. The Bible says, is any of you sick? Let them call for the elders of the church. And let them anoint the sick man with oil. And the prayer of faith will heal the sick. My friend, do you understand? So as we are here, me and you, I am the elder. Bring me oil. Bring me oil. And you take the oil in your hand. And you anoint your friend with the oil. And you say, in the name of Jesus, I see you well. Every sickness is No, you 
you see, some of you, when you go there, you come back and say, I went to see. You see, you cry, you are even good. You went to see. There are some who don't go to see at all. But there are some, I went to visit Maria. When I got there, she was sick. She's not well. And what you, did you do about it? I came to tell you. Hey! Can I when for the time, the time has come when you should have been the teacher. You should have taught her what the word of God says. And then teach her. The reason why people don't have quiet time in the church is because there's no shepherd to go and sit down with them. You see, I like preaching. I preach from my pulpit, but I've discovered that what you say in the pulpit is a call her One day. I was talking about something here. I don't remember what the point was. And I made a comment and I said, I will answer your WhatsApp when you WhatsApp me, but please don't WhatsApp me and say, hello, mommy. Don't WhatsApp me and say, how are you doing? I said it right here. And I said, because my answer to you is that if I'm not well, it's not you I will tell. So, because the, the WhatsApps are not, if you open my phone, now, about 800, I'm not being able to answer. So if you want me to answer you, just start talking about, say good morning, and start talking about your issue. As soon as I finish, I got a text. Hello, mommy. The next day, another text. How are you doing? I'm like, the text is there. I'll open the text. I'll read it for you to see that I've read it. And I won't mind you. I have serious things to do in life. What am I saying? I said it from here. So just like how you didn't hear that one, that's how also, when I teach you to have your quiet time from here, you don't hear. When I teach you that how to work, you don't hear. And that's why I need a shepherd who will come and sit down by you and say, open your Bible and let me teach you how to have a quiet time. That's why I need a shepherd who will call you in the middle of a hot day or who will meet you on the way and say, yes, the quiet time, what was it today? And teach you how to have a quiet time. Because as I'm preaching here, you are only giving me fans, which are nice anyway. But it's not that anything is changing. (laughs) The house has need of a shepherd. I'm talking to somebody. Yeah. I'm teaching you. Are you there? So instead of you teaching, we must still be giving you milk. Milk is the part of the word that is sweet. It's not difficult. There's nothing to chew. There are no bones. Oh, you are doing well. In fact, you have done very well to come to church. In fact, you have tried. Many people are not coming. Nonsense. Nonsense. When you are an unbeliever and you come to church, you have tried. But when you are a believer and you have come to church, we are just unprofitable servants. We have only done that which we must. But you want to keep being in that place. We say it to you, young Christians, just to encourage you to do your best. And you want us to continue encouraging you. Hmm. Are you there? The principal duty of a shepherd is to teach. That's the main duty of a shepherd. Because there's a lot that you do not understand. We all don't understand if a shepherd didn't teach us. I had a shepherd and I still have a shepherd. In fact, more than one. His name is Bishop Dag. I remember when I preached my first sermon. Then I called him many years ago. My husband had been away. And then I said I preached. He said, what did you preach? And I told him. And he said, how many points? I said, there were seven. He said, oh, no, no, no. You don't preach all seven points in one service. Do you understand? You see, you break it up like this. Then he taught me how to preach. I had a shepherd who taught me how to preach. You are still there. We are still feeding you milk and butter. 
Oh, it's okay. You can do whatever you like, you know. Jesus is love. Jesus is love. I know. And if you ask, I'll show. Love is the way forever and ever. Hey. Let's be serious this afternoon. If I really love you, I'll tell you what's in the word. And the word says, there is a time when you ought to be a teacher. If you have been in this church for more than two weeks, that time has come. Because we meet the woman of Samaria who just met Jesus in a chance encounter. And when she finished, the Bible says that she went back to her countrymen and she told them, come and see a man who told me all that I ever knew. And the people believed Jesus on the testimony of the woman who had met him for five minutes. You have met him two years ago. Two years. Two years. Are you here? Two years. Another reason why I'm saying every member of a shepherd is because there is such a need for shepherds. Oh my goodness. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 36. When he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered as sheep having no shepherd. Do you know the number of people who are scattered because of issues? And just because there's nobody to talk to them and say it's going to be alright? Nobody to visit. Do you know how many people worship in this church in a week? We're by 1,200. If I start visiting. Russell and Lizzie, where do you stay? Let's say here. They're on my road. Okay, so I visit them. I'm coming on the station. You don't worry. <laughs> so I visited them. After I finished visiting them. Thank you. Please, oh. Nana okay, where do you stay? Dakojong. Even how to take Trotsky there, I don't know. But never mind. I'll find the Yuba. Then I finish. Thank you. Sit down. Over here. I'm going on the station. So first, I went to the one on my road just here. Then I crossed to Dakojum. One day is finished. When I was coming back from Dakojum, I fell inside the traffic. So the following morning, I came to Apimso. Okay. When I finished Apimso, Apimso, then I came to this man. He says he's staying where? He stays at the resurrection behind my house. It's not hard. Okay, so we'll do a pimp so that day. Then we'll do resurrection. Another day is finished. When I finish that one, then my bee, my bee is staying on the new side of the road over there. Okay, by the time I find my way, the way I hate walking, and I can only stroll down there. So by the time I finish visiting here, I'm exhausted. I'm left. Esther, where are you staying? I don't be. Then I have to come and cross. I told you I don't like walking. I've walked already to this place. Now. I have to cross. I don't be. Can't be. I go. I have to now find my way over here. You can be sure it will not be the same day. Already. One, one day, one, two. This is the third day. Day three. Three days. Okay. I don't do anything else in life. I'm just visiting. Three days. <laughs> Mr. Benson, life used to be easy. You used to live here. Now you have gone to stay. <laughs> Please, when will I reach member number 645? When, when will I reach there? When will I reach there? Will I reach there? They would have finished school and gone home. Are you seeing it? And because of that, people are scattered because they just need a visit. Do you know what a visit does? I said, Do you know what a visit does? Maybe you have never been in a hole before. 
for somebody to pay you a visit. Maybe you've never been there. Even as an adult, even as a pastor. My sisters and I remember that our, father, our mother passed away. One year after our mother passed away, exactly a year and five days after, father also suddenly went. He wasn't sick, nothing, just disappeared. So in fact, we're very dizzy because we were about to do our mother's one year. Then he said, oh, you people, hold on eh? I have a few more people to invite. And I remember thinking that, but this man, he's always trying to do things small. What is this that now you have people to invite? Oh, on the day our mother died, he got ill. Five days later, he was gone. And we're there in the house struggling, three ladies trying to put funeral together. Then there was a knock on the door. And in came a delegation for this church. And they said, give us benches. And they sat, sat down. They lifted hymns. They began to sing. They began to pray. Strength filled us. Oh yeah, it was a visit. It was a visit. It wasn't the visit of our pastor. It was a visit. Do you understand? It was a visit. We were in a hole. It was a visit. It was a needed visit. There are other people who need a visit. You are the shepherd. You are the visitor. You say you won't go. I don't know what would have become of us at that time. Because how we're dizzy, that's how every member of the family was dizzy. Ah, The man, he was well. In fact, he sent a certain guy. The guy went. Then the guy came. And he came and said, oh yes, it's Papa, they have come. He sent me to go and do it. And I just looked at the man and I said, he's not there. He has died. A grown man. He said, ah, ah, ah. He started shouting out. Yeah. I went to see his priest. His priest thought I was coming with the rescheduled date for our mother's one year. So I said, oh, have a seat. We sat down. They said, yes, yeah, so you are coming the new day. I said, no, I'm just coming to say that the old man is gone. A priest. A priest, you know how they are very composed. We are the ones shouting all the time. I went with my husband. We're sitting there. The man, as soon as I said, hey, what, what, what do you say? I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's his priest. So, so who has come to comfort us? Somebody is sitting out there. Today, the person has been in tears the whole night. You are the shepherd. And you should have gone. And you should have knocked on the door. And you should have said, I've just come to visit you. How are you doing? What's going on? But instead, you were busy roaming. That's why I am. You were going to in this party. whirlwind, you know. If you won't go with your legs, a whirlwind will find you. You will go. Hmm. Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, look, I need a visit. Hey. You see, you, you don't understand that crisis can hit people. Eh? Are you there? I was sitting in Tamale minding my own business. I'm ending. Minding my own business and doing ministry. Then we got a call. You're on transfer. And we transferred and we came to Kumase. And when we came, the place that we found to stay was 23 kilometers or so outside of Kumase. I had given up my job to come. And I was there. I was not yet a full-time pastor. And at a point, I was just there. Nothing was working. I was a pastor of a church that didn't want a female pastor. It wouldn't grow. No matter what you did, they were not okay with it. And I was just there. And I began to wonder, Lord, what sin did I sin that you have brought me here? And things began to occur to me. And in the middle of that midnight, a lady called me. She's a lady pastor. And she was one of the people who shepherds people on phone. And she called. 
how are you doing? I left the house and I went outside in the garden. And I started to scream on the phone. I was sitting in Tamale. I didn't ask anyone to transfer me. You have transferred me. You have brought me here. One year later, you're now calling me to ask me how I'm doing. How am I doing? I am not doing. I am not doing. Do you hear what I'm saying? <laughs> and my lady pastor gathered herself. And she began to talk. It is well with you. God is with you. You're going to be okay. She began to minister to me. I was walking up and down in the garden. The tears were falling. Telepastin was working. She was talking to me. And as she spoke to me, she began to restore my soul. And I began to understand that God is not angry with me. As a mature woman, grown, a Christian of many years, I needed a visit. I needed a visit. How much more a child who is 20 years old? Who doesn't even know his left from his right, but he thinks that he knows and he has fallen inside a pit. How much more? How much more? My midnight did not end. I was still in the midnight. Lady Pastor, Lady Reverend Humi will come together with LP Amy and they'll come and say, oh, mommy, you know, we can do this and this and this in the church. I say, people, don't worry my life. Don't disturb me, okay? I will tell them, look, it's Okay. I was building a church. I've built churches. I'm tired. I think I've done my part. I'm going to sit in my husband's church. Let him build a roof over me. It's okay. I'm telling you something. Then a pastor came on a visit. And he had a convention at Asoko and we all went. And he was ministering. I met him this year and I told him the story. And as he was ministering, he was about to end. And then he just turned to me and said, oh, mommy, I'm trying to end, but I, I can't. I feel that I need to talk to you. Come. And I came. And as that man of God began to speak, my conversation in my room that day with Lady Reverend Humi and Lady Pastor Amy, Holy Spirit had done lapor. As he was standing there holding the microphone, he began to talk. Don't say this. Don't say that. Don't say that. Then he began to bless me. You will walk. You will run. You will have the strength of a horse. You will continue to run. People will turn back. They think that you are old. They think you would have stopped. But you will still be coming. By the time that man of God was finished, I was restored. I was back. Till today, I'm running with the strength of that prophecy. You should go to somebody. Somebody who thinks that it's over. Because at that point in my life, I thought that my ministry was over. It was a visit from a man of God that changed me. You are here with somebody's blessing in your mouth. You are here with somebody's prophecy in your mouth. You are here with somebody's anointing in your hands. And you are sitting down playing the fool. May the Lord kick you out of there and into the person's house. Yes. You see, you are looking at yourself. Mommy, I'm nobody. You are what? You are what, body? Have you forgotten the Holy Ghost living in you? Or you thought the tongues was just for jumping? Tongue-talking, Bible-thumping, demon-chasing Christian. Every member, a shepherd. We will visit. We will pray for. We will teach. We will take care of. The house will be filled again. This time, because of you. Stand to your feet. Begin to pray for yourself. 
Your shepherding life has begun. Your shepherding life has begun. I look at some of you, you even bring these little children just to shepherd them here so that they'll feel a little comfortable and know a little of what they are doing. You can't do you know what it is to be a child and sit in a church? Ha, you are forgotten. You'll be wriggling by your mother. Are you there? Yeah. Lift up your voice and begin to pray for yourself. Pray that you will, Lord, the Lord will lead you to shepherd somebody. Some of you, the person is just by you in your house. You have not looked. Some of you, the person is in your office. Person is just around. Some of us need to ask God to forgive us. We have caused this sheep to be scattered because we have not gone. And we want to say, Lord, strengthen us and fill us again. Fill us again. We will go. We will do. We will shepherd. We will teach. People will hear about you because of us. People will be strengthened. Oh, it will no longer be said that there was nobody. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Those of you at the back, you just came in. You just stand for a few minutes in the house of God. But he's calling you today to shepherd somebody. He's calling you today to be his voice in the life of somebody. Oh, yes. Talk to the Lord for a few minutes. He's anointing you today. Oh, to love people and to talk to people and to draw them. Oh, Jesus. Talk to us, O God. Anoint us, Lord. Anoint us, Lord. Anoint us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. And send us, Lord. Send us to those near us and those far. Help us, Lord. Father, I pray that every member, everyone here today will be a shepherd. Everybody here will have somebody that they speak to, somebody that they draw to, somebody who they drink, someone who comes to know you well because of them. Our soul's account will no longer be empty, Lord. Because you have anointed us today. Because of your word today. I pray that you break every stony heart, oh God. I pray that you fill every willing heart, oh God. I pray that our eyes will be open to see what is around us. Grant us the silver tongue of Isaiah to speak a word that comes to pass in the name of Jesus. Anoint our hands, O God, that when we lay them on people, Father, things will happen. Teach us of your word and show us revelation and insight that when we sit by people, O God, they will understand what you were trying to say. Let us be the kind of shepherds who bring people into the house. In Jesus' name, amen. As every head is bowed, every eye is closed. You are here this afternoon and you are not a shepherd because you don't know Jesus like that. But you want to know him. You are not here by chance. You are here because he wants to have an encounter with you. You are here because in his mercy, he's drawing you to himself. And so it doesn't matter where you came from. What matters is, is your name in the book of life? Have you given your life to Jesus? As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here, you want to give your life to Jesus. Just where you are standing, lift up your hand and I'll pray a prayer with you. The Bible says that what you believe in your heart 
confess it with your mouth and that's how you'll be saved lift up your hand and we're gonna pray you're saying I want to know you Jesus I want to know you Jesus I want to give you my life today do something for me step out of where you are come to me and let us pray step out and come let an usher let a pastor help you just come don't think about your friend just come and let us pray together God bless you just come just come it doesn't matter where you are from doesn't matter what you have what is important is that you're coming to give your life to Jesus just give just come somebody your heart is beating it's a sign Jesus is calling you all is not well between you and him just come step out of where you are don't harden your heart and don't say I can do it where I'm sitting come it is time to confess him and have your name written in the Lamb's book of life just come I'm giving you a few more minutes before I pray give him your life Jesus come on to Jesus let him have his way let him have his way if you're standing in front here this afternoon I want to pray this prayer I want you to pray after me and those of us in the congregation let us just help them and join them you want to say Lord Jesus I come to you today as a sinner Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for each one of these young people who has come to give their life to you. I pray that you bless them. I pray that you watch over them. I pray, oh God, that even as they have come at this tender age, just as you called Bishop Eddie at the age of 11 and he never went back, call these ones and may they not go back ever. May we meet one day at the throne room and give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S-E. God richly bless you.